This is audio lessons for the financial planning certification exam. This is part one, principles of financial planning, regulations, and conduct. Lesson one, welcome to the financial planning certification lessons. These lessons broadly follow what you may encounter if you are studying for the, the certified financial planners exam. We will not refer to the CFP exam or the term CFP because that is a registered trademark of the CFP Board for Financial Planning. We have no affiliation with the CFP Board, Center for Financial Planning. They do not endorse these lessons. However, the lessons we cover here should prepare you partially for taking the CFP exam. This is a supplement, not a substitute, for the lessons which you need to study in order to prepare for the certification exam for financial planners. This is one of the many financial exams which I produce. I produce many other audio exams, the most popular of which would be the Securities Industries Essentials exam, and that is available at the SIE podcast. Also the Series 7 exam, and that is available at the Series7podcast.com. Also, I have lessons for the Series 65 exam, the Series 66 exam, the Series 22 exam, the Series 6 exam, the Series 79 exam, the Life Health Insurance exam, and the Property Casualty Insurance exam, as well as several real estate exams. I am only a producer of audio exam study material. Again, this is only a supplement and not a substitute for the material which you will need to master in order to take the financial planner's certification exam. Let's talk about what the requirements are for that exam. And you can find out more information directly by going to www.cfp.net. There you can get an outline and much more information on how to actually sign up for the financial planner certification exam. Let's talk about what the exam is going to cover. The cost of the exam currently range from $825 to $1,025, but this may change from year to year. They give exams in March, July, and November. To register for the exam, you have to fill out an extensive application. The exams are given at the Prometric Test Centers. Their phone number is 888-226-9336. And you can contact the board for the financial exams at 202-379-2200 or mail them at mail at cfpboard.org. The exam consists of 170 multiple choice questions. It is conducted in two three-hour sections. And each of those three-hour sections are divided up into two subsections with a break at one and a half hours. The results from the exam will be within four weeks following the end of the exam, and they are delivered to you by mail. Of the 170 exam questions, it's broken down into the following topics. 8% is covering professional conduct and regulation. 15% is covering general principles of financial planning. 11% is covering risk management and insurance planning. 17% is covering investment planning. 14% covering covers tax planning, 18% will cover retirement savings and income planning, 10% is covering estate planning, and 7% is covering the psychology of financial planning.
you can go to the website cfp.net and take a sample exam. To be eligible for the financial planning certification, to be eligible to take the financial planning certification exam, you can do it several ways. You can do it by completing the board registered program and go to cfp.net backslash programs to see that. You can complete the required coursework, which will enable you to take the examination. Or you can already hold certain professional designations, such as CPA, Licensed Attorney, Doctor of Business Administration, Chartered Financial Analyst, Chartered Financial Consultant, Chartered Life Underwriter, and other credentials which you may submit to see if you qualify to see if you qualify by credentials. To register to take the exam, you create an online account at cfpnet backslash account. You log in and complete the exam registration form. You submit your payment and then you schedule the appointment with Prometric to take the exam. Be aware that if you do not follow the required steps that you may lose your money which you've paid to take the examination. If you fail to schedule your exam, if you do not verify your education, or if you do not postpone the exam in the time allowed or withdraw your request, you will lose your money which you paid in order to take the examination. The board provides some appropriate accommodations to individuals with disabilities who have a documented need for a testing accommodation. If you fall within that category, you can increase the time to take the examination by 50% up to a total of nine hours or a total of four and a half hours for each section of the exam. Remember, the full exam usually is allowed two sections at three hours each. You can get a scribe, a large font exam, and a private room if you need one. The best way to study the, the best way to study for the exam is to study under is to study using multiple methods of studying. If you can take a course, also read the books and listen to audio instructions such as this. Also, you may watch video instructions if that is available to you. Take the time needed to prepare for the exam. It is a very difficult and long exam. Set out a plan to study it. You can use the outline contained in this audio course to plan or whatever outline you want to use. Take the practice exam. If possible, take a review course, and there's many of those available. If you can find a mentor, use a mentor. To take the exam, you will need to bring a valid government ID, photo ID, such as a driver's license, a passport, a military ID, or a government-issued ID card, one or more battery-powered, non-programmable or dedicated financial function calculators, such as an HP-12C, or an HP-10BII, or an HP-10. There are several of them that are pre-approved. There are some sharp calculators, the sharp EL-733, or the EL-733A, or the EL-738. I personally use the old HP-12C, have been using it for over 30 years. That's the one I'm most comfortable with. But there are other calculators also approved, such as the Texas Instrument Calculators, the TIBA11+, or the TIB11 Plus Professional, or the TIBA11 Plus Business Analyst. You cannot bring any food or drink, including water, to the exam room. No notes of any kind are permitted. You cannot bring your phone into the exam. Don't even think about it. There is a check-in process which you need to be aware of when you take the exam. That process includes identifying yourself with your ID. 
You'll be given a locker and a key to lock up any personal devices such as your phone or personal items. Then you will check in again with your photo ID and you have to verify verbally that you have nothing in your pockets. They may conduct a brief body scan using a portable wand like you might get at the airport. Your calculator will be inspected to make sure it qualifies. Once you're checked in, you'll be escorted to your desk. You will be provided a whiteboard and pen, and noise-canceling headphones are available, but optional. The whiteboard and pen are collected and not permitted to leave the examination room when you're done. A proctor will be observing the exam room, usually by video camera surveillance. You will be required to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Again, you are going to be sitting for two three-hour sections separated by a 40-minute break. So a total of six hours and 80 minutes, or seven hours and 20 minutes if you want to include the breaks into it. Here's a breakdown of the principal knowledge domains. Professional conduct and regulation is 8% of the examination, and that's going to cover the board's code of ethics and standards of conduct, the board's procedural rules, the functions, purpose, and general structure of the financial institutions. Most of this information is coming directly from the website. You can go there and read this directly yourself. Next, financial service regulation and requirements, consumer protection laws, and fiduciary standards and application. The next section is going to be the general principles of financial planning, which makes up 15% of the exam. And you're going to go through the financial planning process, financial statements, cash flow management, financing strategies and debt management, economic concepts, the time value of money, including concepts and calculations, education needs analysis, education savings vehicles, educational funding, and gift and income tax strategies. The next section is going to be risk management and insurance planning, and this makes up 11% of the examination. You're going to need to understand principles of risk and insurance, analysis and evaluation of risk exposures, health insurance and health care costs management, both individual and group, disability income insurance, both individual and group, long-term insurance and long-term case planning, both individual and group, qualified and non-qualified annuities, life insurance, both for individuals and groups, business owner insurance solutions, insurance needs analysis, insurance policy, and company selection. The next section you're going to cover is investment planning, which makes up 17% of the exam. You're going to need to understand the characteristics, uses, and taxation of investment vehicles, the types of investment risk, market cycles, quantitative investment concepts, and measures of investment returns asset allocation and portfolio diversification, bond and stock valuation concepts, portfolio development and analysis, investment strategies, alternative investments and liquidity risks. The next section, tax planning, which makes up 14% of the examination, is made up of fundamental and current tax laws, income tax fundamentals and calculations, characteristics and income taxation of business entities, income taxation of trusts and estates, tax reduction management techniques, tax consequences of property taxation, tax consequences of property transactions, in other words, buying and selling real estate, 
tax implications of special circumstances, charitable philanthropic contributions and deductions. The next section you are going to need to understand is retirement savings and income planning, which makes up 18% of the exam. That's going to include retirement needs analysis, social security and Medicare planning, elder care and special needs planning, types of retirement plans, qualified plan rules and options, non-qualified plan rules and options, key factors affecting the plan selections for business, distribution rules and taxation, retirement income and distribution strategies, business succession planning. The next section you're going to need to understand is estate planning, which makes up 10% of the examination, and that includes property titling and beneficiary designations, strategies to transfer property, estate and incapacity planning, documentation, gift estate and GST tax compliance and calculation, sources for estate liquidity, types, features, and taxation of trusts, marital deduction, intrafamily and other business transfer techniques, postmortem estate planning techniques, planning for divorce, unmarried couples, and other special circumstances, and planning for special needs and circumstances. The last section you need to understand and prepare for is psychology of financial planning, which makes up seven percent of the examination. That includes client and planner attitudes, values, and biases, behavioral finance, sources of money conflicts, principles of counseling, general principles of effective communication, crisis events with severe consequences. That's the outline for the exam. We are going to have individual lessons covering every one of these topics to help you prepare for the financial certification examination. Best of luck in your studies.